Good morning, and welcome to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. This is Jonathan, and I just wanted to start today by saying that welcome to those who may be new, and for those of you that have been listening with me, thank you so much for your support. I truly appreciate it. And as always, we do ask, I say we, but me and my family, right? But I ask that you please share if you find something interesting and let others know about this podcast so that I can reach more people and share these stories and uh, inspiration, things that have helped me in my life, in my family's life, so that everyone can live better lives. That's the goal, is to to get out, live your life, and love it. And the reason I came up with that phrase is because that's what I aim to do, is to every day get out, do something that is accomplishing a goal that either I have for me personally or for the family, and and to make sure that we're living our lives, not just kind of autopiloting through our lives, which is very easy to do. And so anyway, thank you for sharing with friends and family. If you find something interesting, if you don't, don't worry about sharing it, right? Uh, and today we're going to do the Sunday sit down version of the podcast where I'm going to be sharing a story and the reason why the story is important to me and the meaning that I've I've gotten from it. But I've been told that, yes, inspirational quotes and and that sort of thing is, is uplifting and, and great, but uh, it would be nice to hear some stories and something entertaining as well. So I'm going to be better at that. And again, your feedback is always welcome. Uh, please go leave a review on Apple Podcast or send me a message at red.beard.outdoors on Instagram. That's where I post all of our pictures and experiences and things that we do on a day-to-day basis. Just again, to share with others that living a fun and happy life is something you can do every day. So on to the story. Imagine put yourself in these in in this scenario as well because I'm sure not this this one person that told the story that that we know uh, I'm sure he's not the only one that has experienced something similar to this so they're on a family vacation and they're driving down a kind of remote area uh, canyon and I'm sure everyone at least in Utah if not in the west has experienced driving down a dark canyon uh, to the point where my wife tries to avoid it, right? She doesn't like driving down canyons at night, mainly because because of animals possibly crossing and having to deal with, with that, with hitting an animal in the middle of the night uh, out in the middle of nowhere, generally don't have cell phone range. So that's what was happening to this family. They were traveling by themselves as like five kids and a parent. And if any of you have traveled that way, whether you as the child or you as the parent, you know how crazy that can get. <laughs> Especially if you've been on a, a week-long vacation and you've been together the entire time. The kids especially, the parents can be a little on edge um, just from all the fighting and breaking up fighting and 
<laughs> Maybe you're tired driving home. Uh, but the kids especially definitely get after each other. And um, I know our kids do anyway. And I, I remember growing up, that was the way it was. So the kids are kind of fighting and they're tired and maybe even a little bored. And uh, they're just going after each other. And then the dad driving uh, realizes that they are they have a flat. So, you know, no problem. He thinks it, it kind of sucks that they don't have uh, lights necessarily. They're in this dark canyon, but, um, but he can do it. He's changed tires before, obviously, right? And so they pull over throwing their hazards, and he gets out to start working on the tire. The kids are still kind of squabbling, and, oh, are we there yet? And and he's like, oh, man, I can I could use a break. I'm going to get out for a second and, and work on this tire and get us home. And he gets out and goes to change the tire, gets all the tools out, and realizes that his lug nut, or one of them, is a special kind of lug nut. It's a key. I don't remember the specific name of it, but if you guys have these on your car, um, if you don't know if you have one or not, I would recommend checking, and I'll get to the reason why later. But there, this, this lug nut has a special key. You can't just turn it off with any wrench. You have to have this key that activates the lug nut to be able to turn it. So the dad's looking everywhere in the car to see if they have it and they can't find it. And they can't find it. And he goes and he talks to his wife and, and he shows her what, what the deal is. And she said, oh, uh, yeah, I saw that in the back of the van and I didn't know what it was. So I put it in the garage with your tools. So the dad's even more frustrated at this point because now he can't change the tire. So he goes to check his phone so he can call AAA or whatever brand of company that could help with roadside assistance because this is late at night, guys. I mean, this is like 11 o'clock or so. And there's, there's no one else that would really be able to out there. There's no one really driving down that canyon. And he realizes he's out of cell phone range. Oh, and I, I take a deep breath because I can only imagine being in that spot and how frustrating that would be. So the dad's kind of gearing himself up to either have to make the decision to drive on the rim and mess up the car even more or to have to walk either by himself or with the family to the nearest town. And the nearest town's probably five, ten miles away at least. And again, middle of the night, dark canyon, kids are hungry, tired, and fighting. <laughs> so he he's just sitting there thinking, wondering what's what he can do, and frustrated that the key got thrown out or that it got taken out of the car and that he didn't he didn't check and and uh the truck's headlights are coming around the corner and he flags this truck down and he got super lucky that this trucker was paying attention and and was willing to give him a ride to the nearest nearest town him and his family so they all cram in 
and they get to the town and the the they're able to get the tow truck driver the tow truck driver comes out and and uh checks the car and he doesn't have the key either and so he tows this car to the uh to the company where he's going to get his you know his tire changed they have to wait overnight and uh, luckily it wasn't too far from their home but at the same time like they they had to get a they had to figure out a hotel for the night right because they weren't going anywhere so they get up the next day and the the tire company also did not have this key now at this point you know you're sleep deprived Kids that are upset, they just want to be home in their own beds. You've got stuff you need to be doing. Uh, you've got work that day. You had to call into work. Your wife had to call into work. Like all of these things are kind of compounding, right? And then you're in this little small town that that doesn't really have an AutoZone or or another, you know, uh, company like that that would have little tools like this. So this this company had to break the lug to get the wheel off install a new lug and then put a new tire on so you had to pay for the new tire because this tire was blown it wasn't just a, a little nail it was actually blown out so you had to buy a new tire install a new lug pay the company for their work and then you're back on the road and you get home and you find this little key. And the whole time, you're just racking your mind as to how frustrated you are that you weren't prepared for all of this. You end up spending uh, close to $1,000 and in repairs. And you sit back and you just decide, hey, I'm going to Google how much this little key is worth. Right? The little lug nut key. And you find out it's somewhere between ten and fifteen dollars. <laughs> so you're just kind of scratching your head, and you know you just dropped around a thousand bucks, and all you needed was this fifteen little fifteen dollar key for your lug nut. And I can only imagine how frustrated I would be. Obviously, at that point, you can't do much about it. You've got a new tire. And you've got a new lug, and your car's fixed, you got home safe, you're happy for that, I'm sure, at this point. But you just kind of laugh, and you just kind of scratch your head. Uh, this story, for me, I, I can imagine it, because I've, I've had situations where, you know, it's similar, not the same, but similar, where you just things seem to pile up. When one thing comes at you, it's not just one thing, it's multiple things. But I did want to talk about how that lesson definitely applies to to everything. And there's a quote that I've been working on, especially, or I say working on, but I've been working with and re reminding myself of almost on a daily basis. It's that it's better to prepare than to repair, right? So if the dad had prepared, had checked all of his 
roadside tools, had maybe had some snacks in the car for his kids, some water, maybe a cell phone range extender if that's something that you're into. Um, something along those lines, right? But more than anything, just the key to be able to change the tire would have been sufficient in this situation to avoid uh, a bunch of other money that didn't need to be spent. That little $15 could have saved him a thousand bucks. So, one, if you haven't, go look at your car and see if you have this special little key that you need if you have a lug nut lock or key lock. Uh, I don't know exactly the name of it, but you'll notice it. It looks very different from other lug nuts. And if you have one of those, make sure you have that key in your car with your roadside tools. Go do that now <laughs> after the podcast. But uh, yeah, that's just that that blew my mind when I heard that story. And I, I felt myself getting frustrated when I heard that story. So let's apply that to a couple other things in life. For me personally, uh, the prepare rather than to repair. I, not too long ago, a couple years ago, got injured playing football in an adult league. Uh, and I subluxed my shoulder twice. Now, sublux is basically, it dislocates and pops back in by itself. So, stretched out all the wonderful ligaments, tendons in there, uh, in the shoulder capsule, which is one of your weakest joints. And it completely destroyed my gym time at that point because I couldn't lift anything over my head. My shoulder strength was absolutely gone. So, you know, that's something that could have been prevented, but I had to go through and figure out what therapy worked best for me to get back on track. I could have taken that route or I could have just sat around and, and got upset and uh, remained injured, right? And just dealt with it. But I decided to repair it. And now my shoulder's stronger than ever. Then I feel like part of my workout routine now is to prevent, right? To prepare my body rather than have to repair later. There's days when I feel maybe something tweak or that, it's just not feeling right. I don't go heavy on those days in the gym. I decide to do some preventative maintenance, right? Some preparing of my body. Every shoulder and chest day for me, I make sure I go through and work my shoulders, warm them up with the bands, and I work the internal, external rotation, the, the upward rotation, and the downward rotation just to make sure that those tendons and ligaments are getting strengthened every time, not just the major muscles, so that they can hold my shoulder in place better. I'm more aware of that. I do more strengthening exercises for the tendons and ligaments around my knees and my hips, my back. I want to make sure that everything is held tightly in there and it's not just building up the muscles every time I go to the gym. So in my life, again, and I'll, I'll continue to bring this up, uh, I got to 240 pounds, the heaviest I've ever been. And to me, 
that was me being broken. My back was hurting, knees were hurting. I got constant headaches. I just didn't feel good. My feet hurt. Everything just hurt constantly. If it wasn't one thing, it was something else. So I would define that as broken. Now I could have prepared instead of repaired, right? I could have prepared by eating better, by since high school and going on the LDS mission, I could have just not gained that weight by eating healthier and staying on track with my fitness, but I didn't. So I had to repair my body by taking the long process of a year and a half to lose 45 pounds, to tweak with, or I guess tinker with my fitness and my health, my nutrition, to find a spot where I felt most comfortable, where I didn't feel deprived of things. I could still enjoy meals with my family. I could still enjoy life, right? You're not just saying no to everything, but having that opportunity has taught me that it's much better to prepare rather than repair. Because during that whole year and a half, I could have been doing other things rather than focusing on losing that weight. I could have been advancing my my training, right? Rather than starting from a negative spot, I could have been at, at zero and moving forward. Instead, I had to go from negative to zero to positive, right? And that applies to, again, everything in life. Prepare rather than repair. Prepare your car, your vehicle for a trip. Prepare your body for your, the rest of your life. For any sporting events or uh, challenges that you may be wanting to do. Prepare your body rather than having to repair a broken body. Right? Preparing things, it may be annoying at the get-go. But again, remember the $15 from that story could have saved him a thousand bucks. A small amount now could equal a large amount later. Whatever, you can apply that to anything. Again, for me, hunting, for example, a small amount of preparing, such as e scouting, which is what I, it's been known to, to be called where you go electronically into Google Earth, you go and use an app called Onyx, which gives you maps of uh, where you can and cannot hunt and, and things along those lines. Use those tools now, a little bit now, rather than having to repair later. And I say repair because you went to the wrong place and you wasted time. You have to repair your plan, right? Um, instead of that, you can prepare by putting a little bit of time today, tomorrow, the next day until you leave, on the maps so just wanted to to share that with you guys that that preparing is always better than having to repair think of any relationship that you've been in that you've made mistakes that's something that you've broken and you have to repair it imagine if you had if you had spent the time whatever however it is that you broke that part of the relationship Imagine if you had taken that time from the get-go to not do what you did, to plan ahead, right? To maybe think before you spoke, maybe not go to that event that you went to that caused a, a rift. I just know that 
from personal experience, it's always better to prepare rather than to have to spend. You seem to spend more time or money or resources on repairing something that could have been prevented by simple preparation. Uh, other scenarios, for example, preparing food storage. That's I'm not perfect at it. I definitely don't have that down pat 100%, but we've started working on that as a family. That's another great idea. Hopefully it never comes to, to pass that we need to use it, right? But if we do, we've prepared. And again, it's just simple buying or making a little extra of a meal and freeze drying it if you have a freeze dryer. Uh, when you go to the store, buying a few extra ingredients, right? Maybe some, some cans or some uh, dehydrated meals or something. Buy an extra meal for the family and adding it to your uh, your food storage. Maybe it's saving the money that you need right, to, for those repairs when they do need to happen so you don't have to use a credit card for them. Those are all ways that you can prepare rather than having to repair. It all In any scenario that I can think of, it costs less, whether it be time, money, resources. It costs less to prepare rather than to repair. Apply that to anything. I, I challenge you to go out and look at your life, find one thing, just one thing, that you can start preparing now for rather than the repair that's going to have to happen in a couple years or a couple months or a decade, whatever it may be. Think about that and start applying what you know. Hopefully you got something out of that today. I'm hoping to help people to be a little bit more prepared. <laughs> I love delving into that because it really does apply to everything. It applies to every single thing you can think of in your life. And that's just the, the message I wanted to share with you guys today. And again, I thank you for, for listening to me, for joining me here on the podcast. And I really appreciate your support. Please share it with other people. If you got something out of it today, if you learned something or found something interesting and go check me out on Instagram at red.beard.outdoors. Send me a message if you'd like. Let me know some feedback and go check out that page and see what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis and the adventures that we go through in life. And thank you so much again for for being here, joining in, and hope you have a wonderful day. And as always, get out, live your life, and love it.